All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast episode. And this is actually a special edition of the Boca Podcast episode, a series that we've been doing for a little while now on brand position. More specifically, these are brand position consultations where uh, I have a photographer who is interested in either refining their existing brand position or even just creating a strong brand position statement for their business. They come on, we get to have a discussion, and at the very least, Hopefully that discussion leads to some ideas for the sake of creating or refining their brand position statement. And today I am privileged to have on the show Whitney Smith. Whitney, thank you for making time for us and, and allowing us to share this conversation with the, the photography community. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, and we're going to get right into it. Um, this is a really cool topic for a couple of different reasons. One, not a lot of people are talking about it. Number two, and, and really more importantly, it actually plays a really significant role in our marketing efforts as photographers. And, and Whitney, before I get to asking you some questions, if it's okay, I want to introduce our audience to this concept of brand position. Um, it, very simply, the, the definition of brand position is the value proposition our business or your business represents in your marketplace. Now, hopefully that value proposition is unique, as in nobody else is also saying or making a similar statement. And that's really important to note. We'll explain or kind of expound on that, build on that a little bit later on. But there are four kind of distinct benefits of having a clear and distinct brand position. Number one, it enables potential clients to immediately know your unique value proposition. And, and this is assuming, of course, that that brand position statement is above the fold at the top of the homepage of your site, whether somebody is using a desktop or laptop computer to look at your website or they're on their phone to do the same thing, that they see that brand position statement immediately. It enables them to know what your unique value proposition is. And that's important because ultimately, number two, it filters irrelevant potential clients. So if somebody comes to your site curious to learn more about your services, potentially hire you, and that brand position statement doesn't resonate with them or doesn't align with what they're looking for, then naturally it'll send them somewhere else. And that just saves you a little bit of time. Number three, it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts. And this is really important too, because we have limited time and resources as most of us are sole proprietors, individual photographers running a business. And if we are trying to send multiple messages out there to represent our brand, that's going to take more time and effort and, and unfortunately also likely confuse the potential client. So this enables us to simplify and focus our marketing efforts. We can put all our eggs in one basket in this case, which is this particular brand message. And then as a result, number four, it encourages better time management because, again, we won't be spread so thin managing or juggling multiple marketing messages. We can focus on this one message, build our whole brand around it, our services around it. Uh, it really enables us to, to run our business more efficiently. And of course, as a result, and something we talk about in the book of podcasts all the time, have more freedom and flexibility as business owners. So multiple benefits here. And Whitney, I want to get to, to kind of digging into your brand so we can better understand it and maybe make a few suggestions if that works for you. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate your patience as I'm rambling on there. But um, <laughs> first of all, just share with myself and, and the listeners as well, what market you're currently based in. I am in Midland, Texas, Permian Basin. So I serve Midland, Odessa, um, and just the surrounding area. West Texas is kind of the desert in the middle of a whole lot of nothing. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that sounds really desolate desert yeah. in the middle of nothing. That's yeah. Wow. That's pretty intense. <laughs> I, I will say that I did when I was, when I was doing research 
on your marketplace. I did notice that you were kind of out there in the middle of nowhere, which really in, in this case, I want to kind of focus on the positive it actually has some perks some benefits. And again, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but what kind of photography or what type of photography do you currently tell potential clients that you specialize in if, if you do it all? Um, so I focus on fun and creative sessions for teens and seniors. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And, and I'm actually, so I'm on the, the homepage of your site and for everybody listening in, you can follow along with us. If you go to dandelionseniors.com, just like it sounds, uh, by the way, we'll also note that it is dandelion photog, uh, the Instagram account for Whitney. We'll, we'll link to that in the show notes at bocopodcast.com as well, but fun and creative, or excuse me, fun and creative senior and teen photography. And by the way, props to you, Whitney, for having that above the fold, the brand position statement above yeah. the fold. Um, <laughs> and by the way, if I, Right now, I'm just I'm in Google Chrome, which is my preferred browser. But when I drag that into mobile format, I notice that that position statement's also above the fold there. So the first thing that a potential client sees is that position statement. Your logo doesn't interfere with it, which I think is great. Um, the focus is on, of course, what benefit you are going to bring to their life. In this case, fun and creative senior and teen photography. It, have you had that position statement there at the top of the the website for some time? No, I listen to you a lot. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. And uh, I recently, at the end of last year, kind of niched down to seniors and teens. Okay. Um, so reworked my website. So that's really fresh. Now, before we get into that position statement in a little bit more detail, have you noticed any difference in the way that people interact with your brand since you put that position statement front and center? Yeah. I mean, I definitely slowed down overall in business, um, which I know 2020 was kind of nuts for everybody. But yeah, I, I slowed down, but I'm definitely getting more of the traffic I'm aiming for. Good, good. Yes. And that's that's really important. Um, and in fact, something that we noted uh, two or three years ago, maybe about three years ago at Photographer's Edit, my editing company, um, in our marketing efforts, we we put some measures in place that did exactly what you're talking about, which is to filter out clients that were really irrelevant in the end. And so we had, I, I think it was some crazy number, like half the number of new accounts being created. And yet our revenue, I think, was up by, I want to say by like the three to 5% um, in that particular year, which is not a massive amount, but it was just a really interesting thing to note that you know, we, we actually cut out half the new accounts. You think you want to get as many as you possibly can. Now, the reality is you want to get as many as you possibly can of the right clients or the right potential clients. And just by simply putting that position statement there at the top of the page, it means that you're filtering for those clients. So that's really good to hear. Yeah. So I would naturally hear ask what type of photographic services or the type of sessions or events you're photographing that you're selling most, but it sounds like it is focused on senior and teen photography. I, I am curious though, when you say senior and teen photography, that's not something that I normally hear from photographers. Most of the time it's focused just simply on senior photography. Can you explain the teen photography part? Yeah. So teenagers, especially right now, they love being in front of the camera. <laughs> sure. They love having their photo taken for everything. They want their pictures taken with their best friends. They want their uh, pictures taken for their sweet 16. I'm in Texas, so we have a lot of quinceaneras. My Spanish is terrible. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all. Her uh, 15th birthday is really popular around here. So, um, there's a lot of milestones in a teenager's life. Um, and I just love, love photographing them. They're so much fun. 
Well, that's really cool. And and I, I can actually hear that in the tone of your voice as you're describing it, which is, which is always, I, I think it's super important. Like when you're going to do this as a profession, if you're not actually, I, I hesitate to use the word passionate because that's a word that's overused these days, thrown mm-hmm. around so much. But if you're not actually, if you don't actually like what you do, that's going to come across not only in the efforts they put in the business, but ultimately the experience that the client has. If you actually, if there's genuine energy behind what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're offering to that marketplace, they're going to have that, they're going to have that experience. And especially when it comes to creating a fun environment or experience for teenage, not with teenagers, period. Uh, I bet you've got to bring a lot of energy to the picture anyway, right? Yeah. And I, I have a lot of energy, like as a person, I'm really bubbly. Um, and just always excited (laughs) about everything. That's great. So I mesh with teenagers pretty well. I'm not afraid to act kind of crazy to get them to do fun stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you're a perfect fit then. Talk to me though yeah. about uh, what you feel at this point. Of course, this is a big part of the conversation when we're talking about establishing a not only a clear, but a distinct brand position statement. What would you say currently makes your photography brand, your technique, the, the, the approach to serving that market with photography unique to that market, if there's anything that comes to mind? Yeah. So I really get excited about creating an entire session, like from styling to location. And I have a really unique client closet. I feel, um, I try to kind of focus on more, like I said, creative. So I have, you know, big fun dresses and skirts and things that a lot of people around here don't invest in for teenagers, people invest in that stuff for maternity and stuff like that, but they don't really think about these younger girls really wanting to have that opportunity to, to feel special and dress up. (laughs) That's really interesting. Okay. So having that wardrobe basically for, especially I'm assuming the the female teenagers that are coming Mm -hmm. in for the shoots, that's something that's different. Okay. Anything else that comes to mind? I mean, that's why I'm here. (laughs) I feel like I do have a lot to offer. It's just really hard for me. Um, Like, how do I put that out there? You know, I have a lot of really cool creative ideas um, for shoots and doing the whole creative process is something that I really enjoy. Okay. Yeah. And and we're going to get to that word creative here in just a little bit. But uh, when when you look at that local marketplace, and I've done a bit of research myself, but just from mm-hmm. your perspective and maybe your interaction with other photographers in that market, are there are you competing with a lot of senior photographers and, and teenage photographers? Not a lot. It's not really a niche that a lot of people get into. So even my competition, you know, they're doing other things as well as seniors. So I feel like right now I'm really the only one that's hyper focused. That makes sense. That makes sense. And you know, that's a, it's an interesting place to be because first of all, if that's the case and you're really the only one that's exclusively focused on that. And and if I remember correctly, we're going to actually get to the list of brand position statements or potential statements uh, that I found on your competition site. But if I remember correctly, just offhand, uh, I think that you are the only one that's actually stating or specifically stating that this is what you do. And whereas, as you said, the other photographers are kind of mixing that in. Now, that puts you in a really great place from a brand position standpoint and the ability to 
more effectively stand out amidst the the marketplace or in that marketplace amidst the noise. The flip side of that, of course, is that you've got to generate your your revenue from just this particular genre of photography. So it, it's a bit of a challenge as well as an advantage simultaneously. It's kind of interesting to <laughs> right. consider. What would you say? And, and this is an interesting point of conversation, uh, and, and actually, especially as it relates to a book that I'm reading right now. Uh, have you ever read? Donald Miller's book, actually a couple of different books. Uh, one is called Building a Story Brand and the other is called Marketing Made Simple. I have not. Okay, I'm going to have to get you a copy of, the one that I'm reading right now is Marketing Made Simple. I previously read Building a Story Brand and I've mentioned this book on the podcast uh, previously. But mm-hmm. first of all, Donald Miller is a really great writer and that he makes things very easy to follow, number one. Two, it's super actionable information. A lot of business books, there's a lot of fluff and then a bit of good stuff actionable information. And his is kind of the other way around, the, the 80-20 principle. His is 80% actionable information and then 20%, you know, if we need to call it fluff, we can. But nonetheless, super powerful book when it comes to talking about how we should approach marketing as a business, as a brand. And one of the things that he speaks to is the significance of solving our potential client's problem or problems, addressing a pain point or meeting a need or even a desire ultimately. So I'm curious if this is something that you've thought about for your your marketplace and your target client, which in this case is teenagers and specifically seniors, what would you say is their biggest pain points as it relates to being photographed? Um, I think they feel like people can't relate to them, especially older generation. You know, mm. they kind of make fun of us <laughs> as a whole. So I think there's like some disconnect there. And I really try to engage with them and ask them questions and really get to know them because you know they're people. They're just young people. <laughs> now, I found it really interesting that you said, you said the way that old people reference us, that you included yourself in this group of young people, <laughs> which, I, which I think is awesome. And because that, again, shows kind of the, the depth of commitment, I think. I mean, some might argue your age as well, but but ultimately your commitment to putting yourself in the shoes of this target market and thinking like them. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to, again, establishing a really, not only a clear and distinct brand position statement, but one that resonates with your your potential market. So you mm-hmm. said people can't relate to them. What is it that you do during the sessions um, that helps that teenager feel like they can connect with you because they can relate to you? I always try to talk to them. Instead of, you know, talking to their parents, I mean, obviously you have to have a relationship with both, which is a very different relationship, but just asking them questions like seniors, I always ask them, you know, what's the plan after this? Like, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, what do you do on the weekends? Just little things like that. They love talking about themselves and <laughs> yeah. and they, they get excited when someone has like a genuine interest in in what they're doing in their life and that it's a big deal. You know, college is a really big deal and this is a really big step for them. So being excited about that with them gets them really excited about their shoot. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you talked about speaking to or having discussion with the teenager first or that being the focus. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you're going to talk to the parents because they're probably footing the bill, but at the yeah. end of the day, <laughs> engaging with that teenager as though they are the client and at the end, and they really are largely and, and giving them significance. We all want to feel significance, but certainly teenagers um, at that stage in our life, we, we want to feel that more than ever. And I think that's part of the reason we kind of talk about ourselves uh, at that age as well, right? We we're, we mm. want other people to see us, to hear us, and hopefully based on their response, we'll feel important in some some form or fashion. 
that's, but that's really interesting perspective. Okay, I want to keep going. Talk to me about... Hmm. Talk to me about the reasons, the motivations behind why you started and run a photography business in the first place, and and maybe even specifically why you're going after this particular segment of the market. Yeah. So when I was in college, I was an art major, and uh, you have to take all kinds of different classes. And I was really trying to be a painter, and I had a teacher that actually told me that I was really terrible at painting. <laughs> Um, but he told me in my photography, he said he saw warmth and that I should really just stop trying to paint and really hone in and focus on my photography skills because that's where he saw me shine. So mm. I took that to heart and I've been doing that ever since. And I, I kind of shot everything for a long time. Like you do when you start out, you know, you'll take any, any gig. <laughs> sure. um, yeah. And I quickly found out that I hated taking pictures of babies and I tried weddings for a while and nothing just got me as excited as shooting with teenagers. Like I just felt like I could be my most creative with that age group and my skills just shine with that age group. So, well, and, and I think that's really great. And again, your the, the energy, the enthusiasm with which you talk about this, um, the way that you seem to be putting yourselves in their shoes, thinking really empathetically, which ultimately is going to translate again to a really great experience for them, I think it's super powerful. And it's a good example and reminder for all of us as photographers, whatever target client we may be serving, at the end of the day, we need to do the exact same thing. We, we certainly should be excited uh, to work with them. And as a result, striving to give the best possible experience, which means putting ourselves in their shoes, understanding them better, how they think, what they want, what they're looking for. And ultimately, that will enable us to better deliver a, a really great experience. So your, your thought process is on point here. And, and by the way, for everybody listening in too, I, I know I just kind of jumped into asking Whitney questions, but just to give context in case it wasn't clear, what I'm trying to do is, is not only for myself better understand where she's coming from, but also help her think through the same thing. Because when we're looking at developing or establishing a brand position statement, what we're really doing is establishing kind of the central idea that our whole business revolves around. And if we're going to do that, it, it should be a strong reflection of who we are, what we're ultimately trying to accomplish with our business. And so asking a question like, you know, what, what motivates you to even be a photographer in the first place and, and work with this particular segment of the market, thinking about these things will further enable us to be able to come up with not just a clear and distinct brand position, but one that, that is a strong reflection of who we are. And when those things all go hand in hand, um, the brand presence that we can create is really, really powerful. So context is important. It's it's important to take some time to think about these things. For those of you listening in, if you're trying to create and establish a clear and distinct brand position, ask these questions, think through them, um, because it'll really help you refine that message. And speaking of message, Whitney, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the homepage of your site. You've, you're honestly like way far beyond many photographers and that you even have a brand position statement at this point. So it's not a question of whether or not you have one. I, I would assume at this point that you're wanting to try to maybe further refine it. What are your thoughts and feelings about the existing position statement? Yeah. I mean, it just feels kind of, bleh. I don't know. <laughs> It just feels a bit flat. I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know. Um, it just feels generic, I guess. 
That's fair. Yeah. No, that, and and yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, and we're going to talk through this a little bit more, and maybe kind of, you know, in, in some cases, especially if there is a brand position statement in existence for a photographer. It's just a matter of kind of massaging the, the thought process behind it and maybe just mm-hmm. switching words up a little bit, finding one that's a little bit more colorful. And and part of it, too, can be combining a, a message with some updates or changes to the website and the imagery being displayed to further support that message. Because if you're really going to, and I think you're in a, a really cool position, actually, in the market that you're in, to just go all out and with this particular brand position. And if you're going to do that, the most effective way to do that is for, for, you know, if somebody's going to come and, and land on your website, dandelionseniors.com. By the way, are you with that name, have you, have you noticed any apprehension with, with the guys, uh, potential male seniors, teens coming to your brand? Do they feel like, Oh, maybe it's a bit too feminine in nature. You know, what's funny is last year I shot more senior guys than, than I ever have. Okay. So it sounds like the answer there is no, (laughs) (laughs) not an issue. Okay. That's good to know. What I was going to say though, is when, when somebody lands on, on your site, if they're immediately hit, let's say for example, that you want to focus on this message of being fun, because it sounds like that's, that's what you're really good at. And, and, you know, most teenagers anyway, that resonates with them in one form or another. So if that's what you're going to be, not only are they going to land on the site, see that message, but they're going to also see images that that truly back that up. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in just a bit. But then maybe that there needs to be a lot more color behind this behind the website. Right now, it's a very clean, very simple, minimalist style website, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. That's just the, that's my that's the way that I lean. But if yeah. you're trying to capture the attention of kids who are spending endless hours on Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat and TikTok being inundated with frankly, a ton of creativity, which in some ways you're kind of competing with, mm-hmm. you also need to be loud and vibrant. And, and that message just needs to jump off the page, again, with a combination of the statement, the website design, and the imagery. So that's something to kind of think about as we, as we think about refining this a little bit. But the other, one of the most important components, really, of this whole process of establishing a clear and distinct brand position um, especially for those of you listening in or maybe not familiar with this concept of brand position to begin with, is just simply doing a bit of market research um, and more specifically research about your, uh, we'll put in air quotes, competition, because they're not necessarily always competition, but they're at least photographers in your marketplace that your potential client may also be coming across. And of course, we're not going to call, call out any individual business names here today, but what I did do is go through, I did a couple of different Google searches, Whitney, and I'm going to read some of the results that I have here in front of me. I did two different searches because you are in a relatively small market. So I did a Google search for Midland and then also Odessa. Do you shoot in Odessa at all? I do. I had quite a bit of clients um, at the beginning of this year from Odessa, actually. Okay, cool. So what I did to give you context and our listeners as well, and this is, again, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. It doesn't even take that much time. But what I did is very simply Google searched Midland, Texas senior photographer. And uh, from that, I got less than, I think, well, a little bit less maybe than 25 results where it was actually a photographer's website that I was able to go to. And from that 25 results for Midland, Texas senior photographer, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think different brand message or brand position statements. Um, and in some cases, they're, we, we will, again, put those in kind of air quotes because they're not necessarily the best. But 
we're talking less than half of the websites that I even pulled up doing this Google search that that have some kind of a statement that communicates what they represent. So that's important to note. The fact that you already have that, you're already a leg up. But then here are the statements for that particular search, capturing memories to treasure. This is kind of a prime example of something that I've talked about on the podcast before, which is using, in this case, almost all of the cliche terms, right? Capturing right. <laughs> memories uh, and to treasure. That's something that you've seen probably in, in photographers' websites in the past as well. But we don't know what that means. Um, and, and just to kind of throw back to marketing made simple, Donald Miller's book, and I'm going to get you a copy of it, Winnie, as well, but it's, he talks about the importance of having a clear message versus a cute message. It's easy as photographers and creatives to think that, oh, we need to get super creative, uh, and even our messaging, the copywriting that we do. And the reality is we just need to very simply and distinctly tell them what it is that we offer, hopefully uniquely offer and how that's going to make their lives better. And I just, I, I love the simplicity of that message from Donald Miller. And that's what we need to be doing with a brand position statement. So capturing memories to treasure is, I mean, none of us are done. We understand what that is ultimately alluding to, but maybe even more so because we're photographers than the client. Does, the, does a client, especially a teenager, come to the site, see capturing memories to treasure? Is that going to resonate with them? No. <laughs> so, that, but that's just one. Midland family photographer dash midland newborn photographer uh, was another kingwood family photographer another one said for the timeless and romantics speaking of, of vague messaging that that's definitely vague messaging another one is your branding media producer social media nerd and coffee and connections coordinator uh, i don't know why this why they came up on under this google search because they're not specifically a photographer nonetheless that was their message uh, another person specializes in maternity, newborn children, and family photography located in eastern Utah. Just for everybody listening in, when you say specialize, putting four different things after that, it seems to be a bit of a contradiction. Maybe that's a little bit too particular or meticulous on my part, but in, in my mind, logically, that doesn't make a lot of sense. If you're going to truly specialize in something, and, and not everybody does. I know there are plenty of photographers that are successful doing a variety of photography. So we're not going to say that there's an either or approach to doing photography here in that in that sense. But if you are going to say you specialize, actually specialize. Otherwise, maybe come up with a, a, a little bit stronger message there. The next one was capturing dreams, not just pictures. Again, vague, cute, but not super impactful. Um, and I don't know exactly what it is that they do different than anyone else. In fact, for that matter, I don't even really know from that that phrase what type of photography they offer. Now, I think there was some subtext and it was weddings, families, and couples. So that at least gave a little bit of clarification. Another person said senior sports concerts. Uh, and I actually had to go to their Instagram profile to find that. Uh, on the site, which also came up in in the same search, uh, it did say high school senior photographer. So I guess this is the maybe the one person that came up in the search that actually specified that particular segment of the market. And then one more, capturing memories, one smile at a time, similar to what we've already discussed. So th that was for Midland. What are your thoughts so far, Whitney? Um, I feel pretty proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Well, I think and the reason, and, and this may go without saying, but especially for everybody listening in, the reason that Whitney can have that kind of pride is that she has some context. And that's that's largely the purpose of this whole exercise in this conversation today is to establish context for the sake of then enabling us to be able to come up with clear and distinct uh, brand position statements. So I, any any kind of gut responses, though, to hearing some of those statements before I keep going? Me last year? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, just like is fumbling and just trying to pack all the adorable words in there to try and make myself 
seem appealing. And now it just kind of makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, yeah. I, I like that you're already making progress. By the way, how, how long have you been in, in business for yourself? I've been doing it um, as a serious business. Um, this will be my third year. Okay. So you're not even that far uh, in. And look, you're yeah. already making leaps and bounds. <laughs> and uh, I've been shooting for 12 years, but okay. yeah, really honing in and getting serious third year. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I want to keep going here just, and I, I won't um, belabor this uh, too long, but Odessa, Texas senior photographers, I went ahead and did a search for that. Um, again, about the same number of results. And here are some statements, skilled photographer, uh, which is an interesting one, <laughs> clearly establishing themselves as somebody who understands how to take a picture. Second was pro photographer. That was that was the best that I could get from that particular website. Another one was newborn birth family photography. Uh, the next one, photos that remind you how it felt. I, I, yeah. And, and, that, and I'm glad you respond that way because this is actually an example of um, a statement that I, I think needs refining a little bit, but actually resonates with emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a little bit of subtext to, to further clarify what it is that they offer as far as a service is, is super important. But this is something that they are doing for that end client. They are helping them feel something. And the way they communicate, that's actually pretty powerful. So that, that was an interesting one. The next one was every picture tells a story. I don't know what that means, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Modern newborn art was the next one. Dreams that you dream do come true. Again, big question mark there. Uh, another one is want to look your best. You've come to the right place. Now, by the way, this was a, I, I, I'm so tempted to describe what was on this website, but it'll probably give them away, so I'm not going to do that. Nonetheless, uh, it was it was a very unusual website, to say the least. Uh, it is a photographer's website. But this is probably one of the strongest, if not the, the strongest statements. I, I wouldn't necessarily, well, I guess we could call it a brand position statement, but it's one of the strongest statements that, that we've read yet. Want to look your best, you've come to the right place. When we talk about solving a pain point for a potential client, they address that immediately. Want to look your best suggests that in, maybe in some circumstances you feel a bit uncomfortable with how you look. You've come to the right place suggests that this particular photographer has the solution. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. So I really like that. Last couple, capturing authentic moments and connections. Again, very, very cliche, especially that the capturing authentic, those two words there. Fine art photographer was was the last one. And that's super vague. And that's something that was overused uh, probably even like 20 years ago when I first started in, in mm-hmm. the industry. Uh, just isn't, it's not specific enough. At the very least, it needs to be more specific. So some more examples. Any other thoughts before we keep going? Uh, No. <laughs> okay. Well, really, if, if nothing else, I'd at least want to highlight two things. One, it's important, and again, for those of you listening, it's important for you to be aware of what's going on in your marketplace. Because if you want to stand out, awareness enables you to position yourself against what is most common. There's a tendency in the photography industry for us to kind of copy and paste what we see and like. And that may even be happening in our local market as well that's not helping you get more business more quickly. What you want to do is see what's going on in your marketplace and then go a different direction. Go where there's a niche that's not been met. And in this case, you don't have a lot of competition, Whitney. So that's that's a great start. Yay. <laughs> so to then let's just let's get into then first of all, on a very practical level, before we talk about maybe some some ideas how we can refine your messaging um, and potentially make some changes to your site. For everybody listening in and and for Whitney as well, just to give some context, there are at the very least four different ways 
to establish a clear and distinct brand position. I just want to share these here and explain just a little bit. Number one, you want to be the first to own a position uh, for a service in that particular marketplace. You want to be the first one to own that position. And if you have the ability to do that, if you're first to market saying, uh, you know, for example, and the example that I always use actually is I'm, I live in the Chattanooga area. So if in Chattanooga, if I'm the first person to say that I am a black and white wedding photographer, that's that's going to be, I can own that market. I'm the first one that, that puts up puts together a marketing campaign revolving around this idea. And then anybody else that tries to do it just looks like they're copying, right? So I could be the first one to, to offer a particular service or be the first to own a position. That's, that's the number one way to establish a clear and distinct brand position. Number two, and, and excuse me, I, I should actually add a little bit of clarity here. You can be the first to offer a service number one. And then number two, you can be the first to own a position for a service that already exists. So that's kind of the, and actually the example that I just gave is a prime example of that. I can say, I I could try to be the first wedding photographer in Chattanooga. That's not going to happen. Lots of wedding photographers here. Um, But I could offer a variation on that to own a position that's unique to that particular genre, that service, which is the black and white wedding photographer, right? So instead of just saying I'm a wedding photographer, I can say I'm a black and white wedding photographer. And then third, and kind of building on that idea, offer a variation of a service. And and just to take my example further, I could say I'm a black and white wedding photographer for skateboarders, which really incorporates the fourth way to establish a clear and distinct brand position, which is to name a target market. So we're starting with a genre. If, if there's somebody that has already spoken to that genre, then let's figure out a version of that genre that doesn't already exist and own that, be the first to that. And along with that, of course, you can come up with a variation. If there's no obvious variation, at the very least, then you can name a target market. Now, you've kind of done all of those things, Whitney, already, again, with your position statement, which says a lot for you. So let's just work on that existing position statement and talk about the words innate to that statement. Fun is the first one that comes to mind, uh, or the first one that's actually there in the statement, I should say. (laughs) And I'm curious what, I mean, this may seem rhetorical, but what does that word fun mean to you? What does it look like to you? What does it feel like? How are you using that? I just remember getting my senior pictures taken and they were very stiff and posed and, you know, uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay. And I, I just want them to be themselves and have a good time and not look back on this experience and be like, Oh my gosh, my mom made me take senior pictures and I really didn't want to, you know? Okay. And I'm taking notes here. If if you hear me typing, um, (laughs) exciting was a key word that popped up there. So I I just made that note, Uh, but that totally makes sense. So if you had that experience where, and, and I've, I've been in a situation before too. I remember like growing up, even, even getting family pictures done, mm-hmm. that experience could seem very drab, very boring, not something that you want. You, know, you have to dress up and put the itchy sweater <laughs> yeah. on or whatever it might be. Like that's, that's not the experience that you want. And especially when you're talking about teenagers, it's certainly not the experience that you would want to give them because you know, it's not going to, they're mm-hmm. not going to buy in. So that's interesting. Okay. So fun. It, the last thing that you want is for them to be bored. You want to create an exciting environment or a fun environment. The antithesis of that being boring. Okay. So I'm, I'm again, I'm taking notes here. Uh, talk to me about the word creative and you've used that even in our conversation today. Get a little bit more specific about what that means to you. Yeah. From, I mean, just from everything from how I pose, 
I am a big believer in using sentences, like telling them how to think about how to feel about a certain situation or just a movement instead of a very stiff hand under your chin. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I have a giant client wardrobe that's full of funky dresses and skirts. And I have things like hats and tiaras. And if you can dream it, we can make it happen. I've had a senior drag his base out into the middle of a street downtown. So I just, I love thinking outside the box. Outside the box. Okay. So that, there's, there's another, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking more notes on both the combination of my computer and my notebook here. So you probably heard me typing again, but outside the box. Okay. That's good. And I think I actually, yeah, I see the picture right here of that senior with the base downtown. That looks really, really cool, by the way. And for, yeah, that was a blast. <laughs> I can imagine. And I bet you got a lot of attention to people driving by. Yeah. <laughs> That's super fun. Yeah. For anybody listening in, if you haven't gone to Whitney's website yet, go to dandelionseniors.com and you can see more of what we're talking about here. Okay. So when when you said that you're creative, the first thing that, that you brought up was the, the way that you communicate to the senior. And when I think about what's going to resonate with that senior, the way that you talk to them isn't a powerful message that you need to address mm-hmm. per se. And in fact, when you talk about the the, st- the way that you communicate to them in order to help them pose and then thinking outside the box, in my mind, you can, you can kind of lump all of that still under that word fun. Couldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Just, just think, kind of thinking out loud here. Mm-hmm. And for everybody listening in, there's a there's a tool that I highly recommend. Uh, it's called PowerThesaurus.org is is the website. Actually, it's just a free thesaurus, and I, I found that it's it tends to be, um, or the, the number of results that you get from doing a search here are more extensive than most of the, the, the thesaurus websites that I've been to. So definitely recommend it. Um, when I search fun, and it looks like there are, does this actually say eighteen hundred? Results <laughs> uh, for synonyms for fun, which is, is kind of interesting. Let's actually look at the antonyms, the, the opposite here, just real quick, because that might be really interesting for the sake of a thought mm-hmm. exercise. Antonyms of fun, boredom, unfun. I didn't even realize that was a word, but okay. <laughs> I didn't either. Unfun, unhappiness, gloomy, work, gloom, misery, woeful, gloominess, um, sorrow, depression. Oh, man, it's kind of dark, spiritless. <laughs> Bad, sadness, unhappy, wariness, woe, and and of course the list goes on. Melancholy, disagreeable, agony. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what's really interesting about this. Uh, I, I don't want to just this be like a a, um, a promotion or commercial for the marketing made simple book. But as I'm reading it now, there's so much relevant uh, information. One of the things that that Donald Miller talks about in the book is the importance of not just coming up with a, a clear statement that ultimately explains or states your service and how it's going to make that person's life better, but ultimately having some subtext that kind of paints a distinct picture of the pain that they will experience if they don't use your service is is a really important element that you can include on the homepage of your website. So if you wanted to do something like that, uh, you know, right now, like if, if I go to your site and I scroll down just a little bit, there's some text underneath those scrolling images in the header. And you could use that rather than talking about, you know, that photography has been your passion, which frankly, a senior 
or a teenager doesn't really care a whole lot about. They yeah. just they want to know what the experience is going to be like and that they're going to mm-hmm. get some images that they can post to Instagram that their friends are going to love. So kind of think that way. But at the very least, you might just figure out a really simple, very short way because they're not their attention span is also not long to communicate the pain that they're going to experience if they don't use your service or just kind of, kind of create the antithesis um, of what you offer by describing that extremely, and again, we can use some of these antonyms, that depressive, boring, gloomy, or you know whatever adjectives you want to use, session that, they, that they've been to with another photographer in the past, you're going to give them something different. And so that's where you might be able to use antonyms like this. Now, if we go back to synonyms, see if any of these words resonate with you any more than, than the word fun. And fun might actually be a really great word, by the way. I don't want to take away from it. But for the sake of conversation, uh, enjoyment, entertainment, amusing, entertaining, again, kind of the same word, funny, uh, amusement, enjoyable, pleasure, play, cheerfulness, merrymaking, uh, <laughs> happiness, laughter, gaiety, merriment, lightheartedness, cheer, joy, relaxation, jollity. I did not know that was a word either. J-O-L-L-I-T-Y. We were thinking about jolly, but jollity is a noun. I guess the noun version of it. That's interesting. Nonetheless, you get the idea here. Lots of different yeah. words. Any of those words resonate with you? Uh, lighthearted. Ooh, okay. Laughter. My, some of my favorite images of people laughing. They're always my favorite. <laughs> lighthearted. Oh. Okay. Cheerful. Cheerful. Okay. So let's go back to the message um, then and that, that position statement that you currently have on the top of your website, fun and creative senior and teen photography. So having senior and teen photography there, I, I think as far as the, the target market, speaking to the target market, that makes sense. And it's it's still interesting because I, I don't know and literally 20 years of being in the photography industry that I've ever seen a photographer specify teen photography. It's usually very specific to seniors. So this is yeah. very interesting. I think it's, it's unique enough and specific enough um, that it makes sense to leave that there. So we can leave the the target market portion alone. And we have the descriptors, right? The adjectives, fun and creative. I think creative is a bit repetitive in nature and in some ways kind of kind of cliche because you, know, you hear the word creative used in the context of art and photography quite a bit. Yeah, um, It doesn't hold a lot of power uh, for that reason. It also doesn't hold a lot of power because we don't know what creative means. When I say we, we're really talking about the the teenager, right? So when a teenager yeah. reads creative, they don't they don't know what that means. It's vague, and and you may have to show them mm-hmm. uh, in order for that to even resonate. So I would suggest at the very least taking out and creative. Now we've just got the word fun. I also made some notes here. I mean, entertaining, playful, happy, exciting, glamorous was another word that that I wrote down. You mentioned earlier the the idea of being outside the box. What's mm-hmm. an, what's another word for glamorous that might resonate with guys or more guys than not? You know, I've even thought about do I want to market to guys because ah yeah, I'm so focused on you know my brand color is hot pink, so it doesn't really lend itself to marketing to guys very well. Um, I don't even know that I want to try and market to the guys. <laughs> Interesting. Now, yeah. and, and I, I'm not fighting against this, by the way, because if that is the case, I mean, your job, my job, everybody's job just got way easier because now, yeah. <laughs> now, you, now you've now we can really, really dial it in because it's even more focused, more specific. Right. But yeah. that being said, you talked about the fact that you just picked up a lot of male clients this past year. Why do you think that that was? 
Honestly, I think it was just knowing the right people. Um, I am, am highly involved in my local theater. And most of those guys came through parents that I um, have crossed paths with in the theater. Okay. Uh, and those kids tend to be a little bit more different. <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, appreciate kind of my funky style. So okay. I honestly think that was kind of a fluke. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But talk to me then about the the, the female client or potential client, these teenage girls, why is it, I mean, aside from like you talked about your, your brand coloring, um, is, is like a pink, gray, and black is the, is the mm-hmm. combo that I'm seeing in your logo there. Why does that particular market segment resonate with you? What would be, cause you know, it, it's one thing to say, Hey, I just kind of feel like doing this. It's another thing to have a kind of an yeah, underlying yeah. deeper motivation that drives that. What's the thought process behind it? Um, I think it's, there's an Audrey Hepburn quote about pink and it's left my brain. Oh, you're going to have me searching for this. <laughs> what might be that be Audrey Hepburn and pink? Oh, you know, I think I have it here. Let, let's see if this is one. It, it starts with, I believe in pink. Yes. Okay. I believe in pink. Um, and this is, it looks like a, some wall art print from Amazon uh, to, to give credit <laughs> if, if, if that even is necessary, but I believe in pink. I believe that laughing is the best calorie burner. I believe in kissing, kissing a lot. I believe in being strong when everything seems to be going wrong. I believe that happy girls are the prettiest girls. I believe that tomorrow is another day and I believe in miracles. And that's yes. from Audrey Hepburn. Is that the quote? There we go. Yes, that's it. Interesting. Yeah. And pink is my favorite color. <laughs> and it just is like, it's such a happy color and it just makes me smile. And that's the people I'm trying to attract are you know, people who want that feeling, people who like being happy and have fun. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Okay. So let's just play the what if game then. If you were to shift your brand, first of all, and the, I don't know, this may seem like an obvious question or a rhetorical question, but do you feel as though that there are enough female seniors in that marketplace, even if you have to go to a nearby town um, for it to be a viable business for you, if you limit it to just girls? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that that question's answered. That's great. Then let's just play the what if game. If you were to go that route and dandelion photography would be at senior and teen photography for hmm, for girls, what would the what would the descriptor be? I mean, when you talk about the significance of happiness, and I'm I'm looking at that quote and she says, I believe that ha- happy girls are the prettiest girls. Mm-hmm. That's a really powerful statement. Yeah. Um, especially as it relates to girls who, in many cases, may be a bit insecure about their looks. Your focus is on happiness, displaying, capturing happiness, giving them a super happy, uh, really, really fun experience, which is just naturally going to bring out that happiness. And by the way, I, this is a little side note and a little pet peeve. Um, and I can say this because I don't see it on your website, but there are too many, there are too many senior photographers who are sexualizing girls. Oh gosh, and, I know it's terrible. And their images. And it, it, it's really kind of, I mean, just gross, very simply. Yeah. I don't see that on your side. And I love that because these kids still get to be kids. Like when, when you know, they're 25 yeah. and want to go pose, however they pose, <laughs> then, then fine. But they're, they're still kids for goodness sakes. And yeah. I just, I don't understand why the industry hasn't cracked down on that, but that's a topic for another day. Nonetheless, I don't <laughs> see that on your site, which is wonderful. There is more of a focus on happiness versus this, you know dark and moody and duck lips, um, and and I think that's really great. 
Uh, and and so highlighting that in your image, first of all, in your messaging, highlighting that in your imagery, and then if your brand really is pink, I mean, I, I do see, it looks like you subtly made the Facebook and Instagram icons on your website pink as well. So mm-hmm. there's a little more pink there. Uh, it's a little bit different pink than the pink in your logo, but there mm-hmm. might be an opportunity here to just really like live out loud with this this notion of a a brand for young girls or young women, we could say even, um, that is focused on this message of happiness and fun and the colors on the site are loud and they reflect that notion of fun and they support the, the I guess, kind of traditional um, notion of pink and, and girls. Uh, you could probably even include that quote or a part of that Hepburn quote there on some, somewhere on the site to, to back it up. But now this is really starting to come alive for me and it seems to resonate with the photography that I'm seeing on your site as well. So the, this brings us back then as, as we're closing up. And, and as I mentioned, I think at the very beginning of this conversation, in these in these consultations, um, I don't expect for us to land on an exact statement per se. That's the mm-hmm. goal. That, or that would be kind of the ideal. At the very least, we want to come up with some food for thought that is going to lead to a strong position statement um, and potentially some adjustments to the brand presentation overall, in this case, the website, for the sake of supporting that message. And I think we're, we're well on our way to that, which is wonderful. There are a couple of words that, that stand out to me here, especially as it relates to coming up with a statement. Um, glamorous supports what you were doing earlier uh, or what you were talking about earlier and what I'm seeing in a couple of these images with the girls dressed up and you having that wardrobe to support that. But I don't know if glamorous and and the focus on happiness necessarily always coincide. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't want to drive away those girls who are like, I am not the, you know, wear tons of makeup and uh-huh. get dressed up. Perfect. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and that answers the question, but that's good. And you, because you're clear about who it is you're wanting to, to serve, who you're wanting to photograph. Brilliant. And that answers that question. So now we're back to um, a couple of words, maybe three words, fun, playful, happy. Could you, I mean, would you, would you be willing to go out on a limb and say that you're the happiest senior and teen photographer in, in Midland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a word there that you might be able to play with. And Man, there's so many different directions. I wish I'd I wish I'd known kind of the focus on happiness and and the female clientele to begin with. I could have thought kind of brainstormed some of these phrases a little yeah, bit help more. Help me get there. <laughs> but I, I think that's where that that's the direction we want to go. Um mm-hmm. and and at the very least, what I would do, and if you've got something to jot down there and, and yeah. just to kind of think about, think about the word happy. Um as as cliche as it might seem, of course, nobody else in in your marketplace in that area is talking about happiness specifically, there might be an opportunity to either position yourself as the happiest photographer, but this is where that falls short in that you're, you're talking about yourself. You're not talking about the senior. So maybe that doesn't, that doesn't quite work, but you could talk about depicting happiness or creating a super happy experience. And that brings me back to the word fun. I mean, you could even go with something like Midland's funnest senior and teen photographer. And I know that funnest, I don't think technically is a word, but that in and of itself makes it fun. Um, right. And so that's another potential direction that you could go. But the focus on happiness and how you capture that, uh, I, I know that for the sake of conversation, I'm, I'm using a bit of a cliche word there, but capture that, photograph it, how you could depict that in the phrase is still the question mark. Um, and and mm-hmm. I think we'll have to we'll have to keep doing some brainstorming. I'm sure it's going to come to mind as soon as I stop recording. <laughs> right. But I, I like the direction that we're going. You've you've further refined the, the marketplace that you want to reach. Yeah. 
um, number one. Number two, it really does then beg a, a kind of a refresh, if you will, of your website to further highlight that brand, the fact that it is for girls and have a website that is designed accordingly that, again, it's just screaming with bright color. I think that's important. And if you want to use, you know, play on that Audrey Hepburn quote, you can run with that pink. I think that's going to be good. Make sure that the images to really, maybe in some ways, are kind of over the top happy and excited. Any of the any of the images, um, and, and by the way, there's there's no photograph here that I'm seeing that that I don't like or that is a bad photo. But what I would do if you're focusing on this as a theme, this happiness as a theme, is to make sure that every single one of those images depict happiness, maybe at an extreme level. Because that's what, when, when somebody lands in your site, that's what you want them to immediately feel like they're going, if they go to Whitney, she is going to photograph, she's going to photograph me in a way that just makes it so much fun. I can't help but smile. Um, and I'm going to end up with these beautiful, beautiful pictures. So I, I would do that. I would make some updates to the site and the design um, to really make it come alive. Mm-hmm. Kind of cull through the images to focus on images where there's genuine happiness, not a posed, faked smile, but genuine happiness that's shining through. Um, And then there's opportunity to also, as we talked about earlier, update some of the copy in your site, very, very simple updates um, that focus on the experience that you bring versus what they might experience elsewhere. Um, Communicating that very clearly, very succinctly, very efficiently, as few words as possible. Again, we're talking about teenagers here. (laughs) um, Would be really, really important as well. And I'm just scrolling down here a little bit. You could, you could pretty much. I mean, that that would be my main focus on on the site. The other thing to do, and again, Ala Donald Miller, he talks about the importance of a call to action. So I'm on your website right now. When I land on your site and I learn that you are going to create the funnest senior session for me that that I could possibly imagine, and I'm going to end up with these beautiful pictures that make me look really great, I'm going to want to know what to do next. When I scroll down this page, I don't really know what to do next. I, I, I have some text, a little bit about you. There's a really big picture of you. I keep scrolling a little bit more and there's a picture of a camera, but then I don't know what to do next. So one of the things he talks about is to make sure that there are clear calls to action and actually at the very top of the page. Um, He suggests putting one in the top right-hand corner, another one somewhere in the center, and then another one down, I think, in the the kind of bottom left-hand corner. This is all above the fold on the homepage where they know what to do next. If book a session might be a clear call to action, an example of a clear call to action. So just make sure that there's a clear call to action so they know what to do next. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. And then when I click on your menu, and we'll, we'll kind of finish up with this. When I click on your menu, uh, we have teens, seniors, creative shoots, contact, investment, and scheduling, client gallery. So teens and seniors, I'm assuming those are gallery specific to that those segments? Mm-hmm. And what is creative shoots? Um, that's stuff that I've just kind of done for my own brain just to get creative energy out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. My suggestion would be just to to take it off the site, make everything about the the site, senior girls uh, or teenage girls, and let that be the focus. And this will help kind of minimize confusion. And I mean, you could always, there's always an opportunity to create a separate brand if you wanted to, to have that outlet or to create a separate portfolio. But here's where minimalism um, can be really effective in minimizing confusion 
about the brand, what your brand represents, I would I would suggest kind of just taking that off unless it's a senior that you want to include in the senior portfolio or mm-hmm. teenager that you want to include in that portfolio. Cool. Investment and scheduling, that seems pretty straightforward. Client gallery, is this where they click to, to visit their particular gallery? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Fair enough. Simple enough. I'm I'm going to finish up there. I, I really want to keep kind of brainstorming this till so we get to a, a statement because I know there's something just golden there, but mm-hmm. I would play with that message of happiness and, and fun and figure out how you can communicate to that potential female teenage client uh, the amount of fun that they are going to experience with you as the photographer. Demonstrate that, back it up with a really bright, cheery, fun website, and I think you'll be good to go. Yeah, I'm going to go do a brain dump right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I, I appreciate you uh, being willing to have this conversation with me, Whitney, and share this with our listeners. And for everybody listening in, I hope this was a good thought exercise for you. Maybe gets you thinking a little bit about your brand position and what you can do to refine it and maybe changes you can make to your website to support that brand position statement. If you have any questions about what it means to develop a strong brand position statement, we do have other brand position consultations on the Boca Podcast. And all you have to do is go to bocapodcast.com, scroll down. There's a category there, Brand Position Consultations. And you can click on that and listen to other episodes as well. Uh, Whitney, one more time for our listeners so they can follow what you're going to be doing with your brand. Will you let them know uh, your website as well as your social media? Yeah, uh, my website is dandelionseniors.com. Um, and I'm Dandelion Photog on Instagram um, and Facebook as well. Perfect. All right. Well, good luck in developing your brand. Um, This is going to be really exciting. I know it's going to be great for your business too. I wish you the best and thank you everybody for listening in. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much photographers for listening to the Boca podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at bocapodcast.com. Make sure to visit our sponsors, photographersedit.com, custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and milu.com, that's M-I-I-L-U.com, the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.